0: This is episode 35. Let's get started. Smarter Parenting welcomes you to our podcast series, The Parenting Coach for ADHD. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Siope Kinikini. How is everyone? I hope everybody's doing well. I am doing fantastic. I um, had to take the dogs out for a bath and... um, that is always an experience. I have one dog who loves it. Henry does not like bats at all. But then I have Bear um, who loves bats. And so it's an enjoyable experience, you know, but... <laughs> Anyways, being able to get that done, I'm chucked off, I'm moving on, and now I'm recording this podcast, which I am super excited about because uh, I think it's a topic that will help a lot of parents in their communication with teachers, specifically with teachers and also with teachers and parents. Um, This is a topic specific for ADHD because it happens so much during the school year where um, sometimes... Teachers will send out a ton of notices to parents and I've seen notices from teachers to parents about the behavior of their children during the school day where they are just super long. Like, I'm like, how do you have time to even teach if you're typing up this email, super long about my one child, right? Um, (laughs) I find it humorous and I, and I feel that it may be cathartic for some teachers to type it out and just get it documented and sent sent to the parent. Um, So yeah, that can do a couple of things. For some parents, it's great to have the information, but a lot of times it just makes parents frustrated. It makes them really kind of like, okay, you're telling me this, but you're not including what you did in order to fix it or any intervention techniques that you're trying to work out with your child. So this conversation, this podcast is about what do you do with information that you're receiving from from a teacher of your child who struggles with adhd when it's just a huge laundry list of behaviors right i don't know if this has happened to you but it happens to a lot of parents so just be aware that you may be be getting them so first off um, when parents receive this and uh, i worked with a family where a mother received a notification like every day And we had to go through a process of helping her calm herself down because she just got super frustrated. First, she was anxious because she knew an email was coming. The email would come. She'd become angry and then she'd become frustrated because she's like, why are you sending me all of this? Right. Um, And there's something to be said about email because email is just not you you don't get inflection in voices or uh, you don't get to tell how the person's communicating, so you can read it any way you want. So we had to take a step back. I taught her how to deep breathe and calm down and anticipate what was going to happen and how she was going to respond to it. And then we started to break it apart and decide how she was going to approach it. So the first thing I asked her is, she needs to ask herself, is the information that the teacher's providing, is it helpful? Is it helpful information for me, right? Right. Um, then I had her ask, do I need all of these details, right? Do I need all these details? Um, then we had to figure out exactly, is it better to get a daily report or is it better to get a weekly report? Now for this mom, she was getting daily reports and what we realized it was better for her to get weekly reports and she needed to communicate that with the teacher. And the reason that the weekly report was better for her is because it was a daily issue you know where she's getting these reports and the reports were very detailed in the negative behavior but didn't really communicate anything other than that which wasn't helpful um one thing that we did do while we were looking through it these reports these daily reports was did the report include any praise for any positive things uh, her child was doing now um It's easy to focus on the negative, super easy. But were there any positive things that the teacher noticed? And by evaluating that, we could talk to the teacher about uh, her ability to notice the good things that were happening as well. And so, yeah, that was a focus in the communication. Um, We also talked about whether or not the list was too long, if it needed to be that long, and that descriptive, right? What we learned in the whole process of doing this together is that we needed to communicate with the teacher, like really have a great conversation with the teacher about expectations and about expectations between each other and about how to proceed with helping the child behave in school. So... We set up a plan, and we set up a plan to talk to the teacher. And this was a face-to-face meeting. I highly recommend face-to-face because you can get so much information face-to-face that you cannot get when you're just sending emails back and forth. So much can be lost in interpretation when you're just reading an email because you're you're putting your own spin on the words that you're reading. And if you're in a negative space, you may read it as a negative reflection on what the person is saying when in fact it could be very positive, right? So body language, voice inflection, eye contact, all those things communicate trust and also the meaning behind the words, right? So we scheduled a time to meet with the teacher and we started to talk about the issues that were happening in the school. And uh, we talked about getting a weekly report rather than a daily report. And that the weekly report, in order to make it easier for the teacher, what would list the behaviors where she could just check it off. And if she wanted to go in detail, she could, but she didn't have to. Now, the teacher was a new teacher, but this was super helpful for the teacher because. Um, It didn't require her typing up long emails, right? She's spending a ton of time typing up these very specific emails. Um, She said she was doing it for documentation. But this way of documenting actually did the same thing. So he was disruptive in class on Monday. Um, You know, he bothered another student check rather than, okay, he bothered Billy. And Billy did this and da 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 It saved teacher sometime which was helpful for her the other part is we didn't need all the details we just needed to know he was disruptive and how he was disruptive right um, and from that we drew what was helpful so we could get the information care okay, what was helpful in her approach in helping the child what the mom was doing at home to help the child and how they could integrate that so it's consistent both at home and at school now, um, we also talked with the teacher about she was sending this information, but what should the mom do with it? Because it didn't come up with a resolution, a solution, or anything else. And so everything now, as far as the communication, goes between the teacher and this mother is focused on what do we do with this information that, we, that we're collecting, that we're gathering. Um, the hardest part, The hardest part for the teacher was to include praise in what the child was doing. So she could focus on the negative behaviors, but to focus on something well that he was doing in the classroom was super difficult. We had to work on that over time and increase those. We wanted the teacher to be able to give us three or four positive things that the child was doing in the classroom in addition to the behaviors that need to be addressed and fixed. And then we actually focused in on one behavior at a time rather than a whole group of behaviors. So the first one was him being able to um, not bother other students that were sitting by him. We focused on that specifically during the course of getting these reports back and forth. Now this whole process It took some time to do, and it was a lot of work up front, but after we were able to resolve these up front, everything calmed down, and they were able to work together in addressing some of these behaviors. My recommendation is for parents who are receiving a lot of information from teachers about behaviors that children are having, you need to ask yourself, okay, is this helpful? And then you need to communicate with the teacher, is this helpful? Is all this information needed? Do we need all these details? Um, is it better to get daily reports or weekly reports? Sometimes daily is good. And in fact, daily may be helpful to curb some very specific behaviors over a short period of time. And then come up with a plan. What do we do with this information? What are you going to do, teacher, with the information you're giving me? What am I going to do? And how do we co- coordinate those so we can be a benefit to the child? Um, also address if praise is being involved for the positive things your child is doing. We want to integrate that because that helps build a relationship. You can find the skill of effective praise on the Smarter Parenting website. So you can learn how to do it, and you can also send the video to the teacher and say, this is how I'm doing it. Here's something that you can try to help with my child in the classroom and with the other students that will help increase their positive behaviors. And if we're both doing it, then, you know, we're synergy. We're really helping this child behave better, right? And then during this whole process, focus on one behavior at a time and improve that behavior and then move on to the next one. Don't try and fix all the problems at once because that is just really, really difficult to do. Now, I do want to give a shout out to teachers because they are under so much pressure to perform. Their goal is to teach a classroom of children and to get through the lesson plan, right? And when they're dealing with behaviors, that actually takes away from the instruction. It can become super frustrating. They have a goal. They have an agenda to teach, right? And when something comes up that disrupts that, it makes it super difficult for them to accomplish their ultimate goal. The EBA, it's called the Education Advisory Board, and I wanted to share this, was founded in 2007. And it's a best practices firm that uses research, technology, and consulting to address challenges within the education industry. It's headquartered in Washington, D.C., and it's a nonprofit. So they actually did a study, and I think this is important. They surveyed 1,900 elementary school teachers, administrators, and staff from 41 public schools across the country. And they found that teachers lose about 144 minutes of instructional time a day because they're dealing with behavioral issues with children who are misbehaving in the classroom. That equals to roughly around 14 and a half days a month um, or 14 and a half days of instruction per school year excuse me so that equals to uh, 14.5 days of instruction per school year that they are dealing with behavioral issues think about that that is because we only go to school you know five days a week a month is 30 days, that's over half a month that they're dealing with behavioral issues, right? And that's on average. Some classes may spend more time than that. Some classes may be a little less than that. So yeah, that is a lot of instructional time that your children is not getting an education. So I'm giving this shout out to teachers for the incredible work that they do in trying to teach and fulfill their goal of helping kids become educated and also managing behavioral issues that may arise in the classroom they have a tough job just like parents have a tough job so be patient with each other communicate find ways work together in order to make this happen. I think it's super, super important. So my takeaway is that use effective praise as a tool that you use at home, but also send over to the school and have the teacher watch so they know how you're doing it so you can synergize your work. But also if you're receiving these consistent messages about behaviors at school, go through that checklist. Ask, is this helpful? Meet with the teacher. Do you need all those details? Um, are weekly reports better than daily reports? Can you make it easier by having a checklist rather than having them type everything out? What what information do you want to do? I mean, you're getting a ton of information, but what do you want to do with it? What does the teacher want to do with it? Are they just venting or is there a plan behind it? And then be sure that you praise for the positive things that your child is doing. Uh, that is it for me jump over to the smarter parenting website for more skills parenting skills that will help you and your child Uh, feel free to give us a five-star rating on whatever area wherever you're listening to this podcast we would sure appreciate it and i will talk to you again later all right bye